We're not talking about South Carolina snaggletooth call girls. We're talking about Hollywood honeys. Who's that, my daughter? Welcome, everybody. It's another edition of the Sports Hole. I'm your host, Luke, guiding me, as always, through the world of sports and gambling. It's XFL Jim and Maddie Goldberg. What's up, bitches? Guys. What's going on? How are you? Can I, can I say something to start off with? So this is like, I do a bunch of shows throughout the week. This is the only one I do that's audio only. Uh-huh. I appreciate that because I feel like on all my other shows, I have to wear like a specific uniform throughout. Oh, and you like, do, yeah. Like yeah. USFL gym has a look, XFL gym has a look. These guys all have a look. Uh, for the people listening, I could be naked right now and doing this show. It's very freeing and relaxing in some ways. Yeah, you, I mean, he's lounging up. He's basically, <laughs> I think his mic is just covering his dick right now. That's um, right. I could, I could bring the mic right here. Back. He's good. like, you also are free to be sick, so you can just cough and shit and mute. Nobody knows what's going on. I do do that you on know. my other shows, too, though. I can I can still do that. Oh, okay. But at least they can see you coughing. There. That's true. They'll be able here, to see. they have no clue. Yeah, no. Um, looking at myself and Maddie, no one wants to see us. So it's like, no. uh, you know, it's no. better off living the imagination where I'm a hunk. This is very free. In the viewers' minds. I agree. That's right. Oh. Guys, what, what's going on? Maddie, are you okay? Yeah, what's... you know, I did a podcast, a philosophy podcast on what? Friday. <laughs> yeah. What? About what? jackass. Like it was like a debate. What it was Jackass good or not? So there's no debate. On? There is oh, no was, debate. It's true. Oh, I was saying that it's it's horrible. It's terrible. It's bad for you. It's all right. Well, I'm I'm officially leaving the podcast now. Leave no, no, see what you've no, done. <laughs> no, I was actually on the other side. But the funny <laughs> thing was, I record all these podcasts on my phone, and then these guys were like, "Yeah, you gotta you know download Audacity." And record on Audacity and then send us the file, which I didn't know what I'm doing. So, of course, I didn't do it right. And they're like, hey, man, you got the file? And oh, my God, what a mess it's been the last few days. <laughs> I, uh, I, I tried to help Maddie edit the Sean Murphy tapes, the ones that supposedly still exist. Yeah, they do. And exist. I was trying to get him. I was going to show him how easy it was to 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 edit this shit it's not hard at all linear it's edit, very linear easy edit. and so i'm having him download but he can't he can't hold the, the camera with his right arm so i can't see exactly what he's doing on the screen so like he downloads the thing that says download that is always a spam ad and then his like computer just <laughs> crashes and yeah, yeah. he was pissed for a couple of days it was Plus bad, my laptop but... my good laptop is fucked because i I broke. I had a bad poker beat. I broke the screen, so I yeah. gotta get this. So now I'm using a shitty laptop. That hurts too. Yeah, so. it's a, it's a mess. But so what? So did what? Did they ever get? Did I mean was that podcast worthless then? Because you couldn't do what they did. No, no. They're they like, okay, well, we'll just hopefully the audio will come out right. But next time, they said they'll have me on again on other subjects. But I was very pro jackass. I just want to let you know. Well, we, about that, at least. we wouldn't yes. we wouldn't yeah. expect it but there was less. a couple guys that weren't so i had to wave the flag for the you know funny shit you know just good old who, who hosts this podcast maddie uh you know i i don't know the guy's name when it comes out i'll send it to you guys but he uh 
He's very he's a good dude. He uh he does a music podcast. He just got Bob Mould on wow. his podcast of Husker Holy Jew. Shit. One of my favorites. I don't, know, Jim, I don't know if Jim's familiar with that band, but great 80s kind of punk alternative rock band from the also, 80s from uh, the Midwest, from Minnesota. And uh, they had he had a band Sugar after that, yeah, which Sugar. released one of my yep. favorite albums of all time. Oh yeah, so. they're great. I love the song Changes. Great yeah. song. Yeah, but, uh, no, yeah, that whole I album fire. I really don't. I, uh, and I was like, I was really nervous because it's like, hey, man, I haven't. It's like, hey, you know, take all weekend to give me that file. And then like Sunday night, he's like, hey, maybe you sent it to the wrong person, but I still haven't got it yet. And then I'm just like, fuck it. I just got to tell him the truth. So uh, I did. Never. Yes. I don't, I've known you for years now, and you always find ways to amaze me with uh your oh, yeah. tech, your tech skills. And here's my finger. Look at that. Oh, so, that's looking real nice. Yeah. But that's not going to happen anymore, is it, Maddie? No, because I, I, Luke got me a great birthday gift. He got me a lighter that, like, it, you hit the button and it lights from far away. So they're perfect. Yeah, it's like an electric kind of thing. Oh, those so. ones are awesome. I always yeah, feel like you a can, badass. you can recharge that too, Maddie, so you can use it forever. I know. Don't Lucky lose the charger, please. I won't. I definitely won't. <laughs> it's already but, in the bottom of his toilet. I can yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I'm just watching. He'll run it over. NBA yeah. Games. Uh, I'm kind of glad that Jim's name is XFL Jim and not USFL Jim because I, I got to be honest, it's not looking good. What are oh, you talking whoa, about? Dude? Whoa, right the games the bat, have been great. You're going to come at, come at I, him with I, this? I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I just are you like, one of these are you one of these crowd sized truthers? No, I'm one of those guys that like didn't watch any USFL unfortunately this week, but saw the pictures and then you get like the one article and they're like, look at this crowd. Yeah, and all they do are talk about the crowd sizes for the non-stallions yeah. games, which yeah, Birmingham <laughs> has been disappointing in that regard, but the TV viewership's been pretty good. And the games themselves have there's been at least two to three very entertaining games ever each week well as long as they get TV that's good ratings, for a that's small that matters as long as they get tv ratings right yeah and then they bumped speak like speaking of tv ratings they actually bumped one of the games i think the saturday morning game to saturday evening to get oh. better tv ratings because there's only wow. two undefeated teams left oh and they're, love, pl they're playing love, on they're playing saturday night i nice. love the flexibility a league with flexibility that's yeah great. they're smart yeah it's the best you it's like the, it's, it works out that it's the best team and then it's the most popular team because the the Stallions are playing the Breakers, and those are two of the most entertaining teams to watch. Like both, think, each week, they've both yeah. had really entertaining games. Do you think Jack Collinsworth is a good announcer? Or, yeah, and he's all right. Yeah, <laughs> total okay. nepotism there. Total. He's nepotism. all right. I do like. I mean, I like Joel Klatt at least. Well, Joel's good. Yeah, I yeah, mean, he's the real deal. But I he's. Mean, I love him as college. Like once I see you as a college guy, I yeah, never want to see you anywhere else. I know well, it was hard. Thing. Like they did like, it. They did it in the XFL as well. And it's like, it's hard to take the college out of Joel Klatt or like in the NFL this last year when they had Kirk Herbstreit calling a well, couple games. Well, he's going to be NFL this year. He's doing all NFL this year. Joel is? No, Kirk Herbstreit. Really? Wait, what? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Sure. Yeah. Not a he's chance. He's got a deal with Amazon. Not a chance. Oh, he's doing like the Thursday oh, night games? He's doing the third. I'm, I'm being honest. I, I'm okay. If he's doing one game a week, I'm just whatever. That's fine. I don't know if that means he can still do college football, but I mean, he has free is college football. Like I agree. And he's doing the NFL this year. I, he can do both. 
I mean, he might not do as good of a job in the NFL, but he can do both. Fuck we got also have your buddy on next week for the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, I'll talk to him. I'll talk to him this week. He's a, he's a very busy man all of a sudden. Oh, good. Why? Because he's the one guy that knows about horse racing? Yeah. Not the only guy, but, like, I think he started <laughs> up. I think he's got three new shows starting up. So he's doing, yes. like, he's doing a horse racing show, and then he's doing a Zed Run racing show, that NFT, like, horse racing thing. Yeah. You guys in podcasts are like gremlins. And then like if somebody drops water on you, like three the, more podcasts. The crazy merch. one, the crazy one is he's doing a disc golf. Uh, no, no, sorry. He's doing an ultimate Frisbee podcast. Ultimate Frisbee. Oh, I used to, uh, I used to work at a hotel in Santa Monica where they had the ultimate Frisbee championships on the beach there. And so these guys would always like stay four to a room in this luxury yep. hotel. And you never knew what fucking room they were in they'd be like i lost my key but only one person would be on the room so you just couldn't give them a key to yeah. a random room it was always such a fucking funny mess because they were all high as shit oh that's what he told me is like everyone was just high and drunk constantly yeah like before before vapes and stuff they were just to, you know token in the stairwell and whatnot it was, a, it was a blast. Jim, what's going on with you? Anything anything new? Besides the USFL kind of consuming my life at the moment, uh, not a whole lot. It's basically been absorbing my entire weekend. It's just been watching USFL. And covering. I didn't mean to take it's a fine, shot. Maddie, it's fine, Maddie. It's fine. You didn't mean to take a shot. You had him in your sights and pulled the fucking trigger. We did I, find I out. Uh, a lot more shots at some NBA players. We found well, we'll get to news. NBA in a little bit. We've got some fun news of the XFL, though, that uh, Jim Jones looks like he's going to be the offensive coordinator in Seattle based on his his Twitter bio. (laughs) If there's a spring league, Jim Jones will be there. God damn (laughs) right. Why doesn't he coach? I mean, that's what I was wondering. Maybe he's maybe he doesn't. I think he's offensive coordinator. Yeah, Uh, it's Jim Hazlitt's team, isn't it? I believe so. Okay, I like I thought I read that. I mean, I go back. He was a decent coach with the Saints. He I mean, he was the only coach to go undefeated the XFL in 2020. So like. And he, he's also been the one person that has expressed wanting to come back throughout the years, like since 2020. So yeah. like that, it makes sense to have him involved somewhat. Have you guys sure. ever met another man named June? No, no, I haven't. I never met a woman named June. Uh, I have a great aunt named June. Mm. All right. Just check. I never met a man named January, but I met a woman named January, January Jones. You've met her. You've met her. I know of her. Okay. Oh, okay. cool. You know an actress. That's <laughs> when, I was, when I was in high school, I knew a girl named Juniper. That's Juniper? Cool. Juniper berries. That's how you make gin. Yeah. I also had some weed root beer. Nice. That was nice. I'm debating whether I have just enough weed to get through me tonight. And I'm like, do I order a shitload and get fucked up tonight? Or do I try to like cut down tonight and try to go light? I say no, cut down tonight. Up. No, I say cut down tonight and then wean yourself off a little bit so that when you do yeah. it again, it'll get you really fucked up. Yeah, but yeah, Maddie won't right. sleep unless he gets obliterated. Well, I'll just play so. a poker tournament at like 2 in the morning. That'll get me through the night. That'll right. I'll sleep during Whatever the day. works. Whatever yeah. works. All right, guys. There, ha- there was sports news throughout the week. And uh, unfortunately, right after our show, pretty much last week, uh, Jay Wright announced his retirement. Yeah, that yeah. asshole couldn't wait a, like a week. Right, right. Like, get it closer to our show so you're more relevant. This is the only place you want to be talked about, to be honest. You know, um, when a guy, like, retires and he's just made the Final Four and he's still got, eh, six years left, 
you're he's like, got more than that. He's only 60. Like, that's not yeah. that old. But you're always like, huh, what did, who did he touch there? You know, now you got to go there. No, I don't. I With him, no way. No. There's no fucking way. I feel Even like though, never, don't no. let his dark eyebrows, his silver hair, and his perfectly tan olive skin fool you. He's not uh, a Lothario. Here's the only thing I'll say. He would never do I, that. I think he talks to Coach K, and I think Coach K has like this. You know what? What if I did try to coach the Lakers? What if I did try to coach the Celtics? So Jay Wright's probably sitting there going, you know what? I'm getting to be 60. If I'm going to take a stab at the NBA, it's got to be now or never. I've, I've achieved all I can do in college. And then some, I might as well, if, if, it, if it comes calling, take a shot. Jay Wright to the Nets. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I mean, they should fire Steve Nash, but I'm thinking that's what he's thinking. Like, if the right thing comes, the right opportunity, you only live once, you might as well take a shot at the NBA, see what you got. I just, I worry, I just don't want any, I don't care about his record. I just don't want his likability to fall at all. Yeah, like, I really this like guy, him. His teams have knocked out my Wolverines twice in the yep. tournament. And I, I get, I'm the poorest sport. Maddie's seen me. Yeah, but for some reason, when I see him like smiling after a victory, it doesn't seem gloaty. He still seems classy, and I'm like, yep. I'm okay with losing to him because his teams are usually really good too. They're really cohesive. They move the ball. They don't just, make a lot of mistakes. Yeah, no, he's he's great, dude. He's like, I think he'll he'd do well in the NBA if he if he had the right team. He reminds me so much of the coach of Virginia, but the name is escaping me right now. Tony uh, Martin is that his name? I can't. No, not not Frank Martin. Tony Tony something. Um, he played Tony Tony Bennett. Bennett. Tony yeah. Bennett. They look alike. Wow. They're nice guys. They're really nice guys. They look alike. Uh, both really good stories about them. So, you know, I don't know. They actually do look quite. We'll a bit see. Alike. He did. Uh, he did say he did. He was leaving the door open for the NBA. And yeah, that's so, what I'm you know what? I mean, Popovich. It's. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if he's made it officially yet, but this was supposed to be his last year, from what I've yeah. heard. But we'll see. I mean, that would be a good fit for you know if you want a culture guy that that can teach. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a good yeah. move. Um, I like that move. We'll see. We'll we'll, we'll see. confirm it right here. Jay know. right to the Spurs. Boom. Maddie, what what else is going on in the NBA? We've got the playoffs happening. Today. Well, break it I, down for us. La last week, I went on this show and I said that the Nets Celtics would be an epic series. Oh boy, yeah. was that wrong? Yeah, I was wrong. And the Nets, absolutely disappointing, absolutely disgusting, absolutely like garbage. I don't know who's running that franchise. When you get these four players in two years, you got. Kevin Durant, Harding, Harden, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons. You have one, one series you've won in two years. That is unacceptable. You're made to win the championship. Not to mention, a few years back, they traded. They wanted to win right away. They wanted to compete right away. So they traded. They got Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett from the Celtics. Guess who the Celtics turned those two guys into? Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. I mean, who's running the Nets here? I don't think Steve <laughs> Nash can coach. I, I, I'm just like, some of these guys, 
you know, they play so well in the regular season in the playoffs. You ask yourselves, like, how bad do they want it? I don't know. Do we think Ben Simmons will ever play again? And and you and like it'd be kind of funny if he doesn't. Look, he's filing a grievance against the Sixers, so he wants to get paid this year, and he's claiming mental health that he should be paid. He doesn't deserve a dime. <laughs> Not a fucking dime. I wish I could sit on my ass. And well, the say, latest hey, man, thing I've heard is that he's told yeah. the team that he his mental collapse last year, the mental stress from the playoffs last year sure. is what's causing his back pain this year. Look, like, this is what he believes. I, I mean, part, the guy's part, of, be part of making the money is handling pressure. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of people on social media. They're going to say you suck. That's that. That goes with the 20, $25 million you're making. If you can't handle that, you're in the wrong profession. So I'm sorry. I have no compassion for the guy. And the Nets are idiots. Because, sure, if you don't believe James Harden's the guy, and I don't think James Harden's the guy, and I think the Sixers are going to lose their series up three zip because Embiid is hurt, and they need James Harden to have one good game, and he's not capable of it. But you could have got three role players for James Harden. You could have got two decent guys that can help you out. And instead, you got Ben Simmons dressing like a Brooklyn hipster sitting on the bench. I think he looks cute. Did you guys see what oh, Kyrie said dresser. at the end of the at the end of the game? No. He was like, "Well, the Celtics had a bit of an advantage because they had time to gel together as a team. They got to play together more as yeah. a team. Uh, we didn't really get to play together as a full team as much." Well, I guess that's COVID's fault. I wonder. I, yeah, I, I, it's kind of like uh, Kyrie. I wonder whose fault that is, man. Like, I wonder. <laughs> I'm not going to shame anybody for not getting the vaccine, okay? I'm vaxxed. Jim's vaxxed. Luke's vaxxed. Kyrie oh. Irving played 30% of the games this year. I know. He's got fresh legs. He stinks. They gave up. He's they a bum. Up. Kyrie Irving's a bum. Look, and then not only that, like, he was in a perfect situation where he had LeBron James. He's Robin to LeBron James Batman. That's pretty awesome. You know, and that helped him win a title. And then he just like shit on LeBron James. He's one of the greatest players of all time. He shit on him. He embarrassed him. He went to the Celtics. He wanted to be the alpha guy. He failed there miserably. Then he like stomped on the fucking logo, which whatever. But still, you do that, you're going to piss idiotic fans off. Like moronic fans are going to get mad when you do that. And then you sit there, you go, I don't know why they have a problem with me. You, you pissed on the little Celtic guy. It is kind of funny to me that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving both needed like Steph Curry and LeBron for them to win rings. Exactly. <laughs> and now this kills kill Kevin Durant's legacy. It kind of does. We're going, okay, you got two titles, but you're, you, can't, you went on the most loaded team ever that didn't even need you and they probably would have won. You went on a loaded team, buddy. You haven't done shit. The best series you had was last year versus Milwaukee. You know, you lost it. But, like, in two years, with those guys, one series one is, is unacceptable. Unfreaking acceptable. Did you kind of, like, I, I don't know about you. I, a sick part of me wanted Ben Simmons to be in this game so that he's the, only player, in, so that he's the only player in NBA history in back-to-back games yeah. to be eliminated in the playoffs. Oh, that well, would be awesome. Yeah. Is you're, you're down 3 0. You have <laughs> nothing been hilarious. To lose. You have nothing to lose. You're down 3 0. 
I do respect him for being like, that's the ultimate hustler move. That's the ultimate con man move where like, Oh, it's looking like we're on the 10 day runway that I can come back in. Oh, Oh, look, it's looking like I'm needed. Oh, Oh shit. My back. Oh God. Can't, can't do it, boys. Sorry. Sorry. I got my back. Set up the whole fucking year. And then he's asking for $20 million. Oh, get that bag. Oh, okay. What about the other series, Matty? Lead us through. Um, well, I, I've also got to say, and I, I do believe in these two guys. I love Jay, uh, Trey Young and John Morant, but they're getting just hounded. I, I just, was watching that. What's up with John? Like, where did this come from? Like, did I, I think he's pressing, and I think they're just like, don't let him beat us. So every time he gets the ball, you get swarmed, and – NBA playoff defense is a lot different than regular season defense. So I just think it's like you're pressing. And then every time you get the ball, you're like, wow, there's three guys on me. There's two guys on me. So I will say that I believe in both of those guys. I think they're much better players and clutch players than, than uh, like a, a Harden or a, a Kyrie Irving, but they are having a lot of struggles in this playoffs. What do you make of uh, Minnesota being undefeated on protest games? Uh, that is really fascinating. They are a really good team. They have a great future. I really like watching them. They're a lot of fun. And, you know, it's fun because that franchise has been shit for 30 years. I mean, they had like a, a couple good years with, with Garnett and Marbury. But besides that, it's been an ass franchise. So it's fun to see them. I mean, they can really win that series, I think. I think so too. I my favorite part of the whole game was that protest in the last one. That security guard just keying yeah. on her and tackling yeah. the shit out of her. It was hilarious. It's not well, really working the protest. I don't think. It made me look up how many chickens he killed. Yeah. <laughs> Eleven million, by the way. Well, I love chickens. So I I can't knock it because I do like eating chickens. So I'd be an idiot. I think I ate. Three million yeah. last year alone. So. Yeah, I mean, they, they all had. I apparently, they all had like the avian flu though. Right yeah. now the T will go. Like 10, right now the T like ten points going into the fourth quarter, and they if they win this game they go up three two, and they play for the series at home in Game Six. The other thing is injuries. Devin Booker hurt. Uh, tonight, uh, Jimmy Butler hurt. We're seeing a lot of big guys injured, you know, and it's changing the series because. The Suns would probably beat the Pelicans in four or five. And now it's going to probably be a seven-game series. Well, it got wild. exciting. Last week when we were on the show, a lot of this looked like blowouts. And yep. Teams have come back. The paradigm well, then, has shifted, folks. Like if Devin Booker's hurt, it changes the whole series, you know. And, and with Jimmy Butler, I think the Heat will still close it out. They're really good, but they're really boring. They're probably I mean, the most boring team to watch. Well, we could maybe yeah. even have a live update on that because that game is happening as we're recording. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching the scores right now. I have the under 215 of the Heat and Hawks, and I'm looking good. So I'm going to get a little 30 bucks coming my way very soon. Don't Matty, I, have, I, I have some good news speaking of sports betting. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Netflix is coming out with a documentary oh. on former referee Tim oh. Donaghy. Yeah, I heard oh. about Donaghy. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I can't wait for that. That fucking said, changed a yeah, lot of I, shit. Yeah, I saw an article and it said you might want to cancel your betting, uh, your betting account after watching this. 
which is kind of scary but maybe it'll be a good thing because it will make sure it never happens again well yeah especially they'll probably have him point out all the ways he was doing it and everything so you you know everybody knows what to look for i just know he had a hard-on for rasheed wallace like they all had a hard-on for him they're just like yeah let's throw out rasheed today (laughs) yeah when it's kind of funny yeah because if you you know if you're a player with a reputation then the then the the refs are always have the advantage if they want to call something on you so yep you, know. you also kind of want the guy to go away i mean he's told a story five million times how many more times can he tell a story i don't know as, as long as people are willing to pay for that story so well netflix needs to do something they're losing subscribers yeah like they crazy. are getting their ass beat ass beat maddie what, what about the uh Speaking of streaming services, yeah. HBO's winning time about the 80s Lakers. Okay, so people are I'm, loving it, but not I'm so much it. anybody who was featured in it. Yeah, I'm loving it. But every player, every coach, every, uh, well, Jerry West especially, like they are so fucking mad about it. And <laughs> it's, HBO's in a weird situation because the show is, everybody I know is talking about it. Even people who don't like sports. Mm-hmm. This couple was over my house. Yes, they were friends with my sister. And they don't even like sports. They're like, do you watch Winning Time? It's great. And I'm like, yeah, it's a great show. And yet Jerry West hates it. Magic Johnson says it's not real. Kareem bashed it. Uh, you know, I kind of like how they make Larry Bird out to be. It's really funny. I would what's say. The, what's the angle on Bird? What are they? He's just like a real quiet. He like shows up with like uh, chewing chow, uh, spitting it in a bear can you know and he like you know they like he sits down with a young david stern him and magic and matt and stern is like you know i want to i want to market you two guys and and all larry bird says like anybody got a light beer (laughs) so they make him out to be a total hick and uh you know there it's a good show i i i think it's entertaining i think it's well written the acting is absolutely incredible. It doesn't do. I, I, I'm sure Pat Riley's pissed about last week because he comes off as a total fucking snake. Who's playing like, Pat Riley in this show? Uh, Adrian Brody. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's good. Jason Siegel plays Paul Westhead, and they they turn they make him look like an idiot, you know. Uh-huh. And uh, the guy who plays the coach who got in the bike accident, I think his name was Jack McKeon. His acting is incredible. And uh, the interesting thing is, I don't know if you knew about this, but uh, Adam McKay is the director and he kind mm-hmm. of made the show and yeah. he made like Anchorman and a few other shows like that. Yeah. Um, him and Will Ferrell had a big falling out because Will Ferrell wanted to play Jerry Boss. But I'm going to be honest, uh, what's his face? This, his stepbrother is fantastic. Like you can't get a better performance than what? Uh, what's I, I? Why is the name? Why is the name escaping me John right C. now? John, John C. Riley. John C. Riley. Yeah. Well, John C. Riley is just a fantastic actor. Yeah, he's oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. So like, Will, like you can't win them all. I mean, he's perfect. Like, if you ever see what Jerry Buss looks like, he's perfect. So it is a weird situation because all these players are like, it's garbage. It's not the truth. And the people are eating it up, and I've never seen anything like this. Well, tune in. So, was it Sundays? Yeah, H- Sunday night. HBO. I, I'm I'm just waiting for it to end, and then I'm just gonna 
fucking binge. It, it's thing. also yeah. cool to watch the games. Like when they show the games, mm-hmm. it's cool to rewatch them on uh on uh YouTube. Do they have like a Jack Nicholson sitting in there? Do they have what? Like a Jack Nicholson sitting courtside. Uh yeah, and that's like kind of what Jerry Buss invented. I mean, he bought the Lakers. They were kind of falling apart. Nobody cared about him. And he he like they put the, the Laker girls is what he did. He put the, the celebrities in the front row. And the biggest thing is he had a club there. And it's just people getting blowjobs and doing blow after the game. It's a great club. All right. I'm watching. Good time of blow and blowjobs. I am watching. Guys. So he, he was innovative in that sense where he brought that to, you know, that kind of like not only the Lakers showtime on the court, but there was a lot of showtime off the court, if you know what I'm talking about. And then, of course, yeah, Boston you just told is, us jobs. And then Boston is just seen as like the worst, like bunch of hick, white asshole, you know, piece of shit people in the world, you know, which is pretty funny. Well, that's what Soul Man was about. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a good show. All Great right. Show. All right. Speaking of movies. Yeah. We're going to review uh-huh. a movie, an old, a classic. Oh, yeah. 1989's Roadhouse, directed by Rowdy Harrington. What a great name. This movie's got it all. Monster trucks, G-string competitions, bar fights. Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze, sex and sight-challenged guitarists. Here's, uh, Here's a little clip. Come on. Hey, vodka rocks. What do you say you and me get? Nipple to nipple. Yep. A lot of pickup lines that don't make any fucking sense. And uh, we like it that way. Is this Patrick Swayze's like only action role? Uh, nah. No, he, did a, he, he did a movie called Next oh, that's to right, Kin. That's right. Point, I, blank. Point, point Blank. Point Blank. Also Red Dawn. Point Break. Yeah, Red, Do- Red Dawn. Oh, yeah. I kid. forgot, I forgot yeah. he was in Red Dawn. My bad. Also, My bad. Uh, he was in a hockey movie. With the great Rob Lowe, it's pretty good. Uh, called Slash. Young Blood. Oh, Young Bloods. Yeah, which I used to watch all the time. Nah, Swayze's the man, a talented yeah. dancer, martial artist. Does by the way, I want to say Patrick Swayze is the June Jones of bar bar coolers because June Jones would go from like program to program, build it up, and you're like, oh, they finally respectable, and then he leaves, and then he goes to another place and builds it up. And that's kind of what Patrick Swayze does. He kind of like he 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 goes to a bar that's completely a mess. He cleans it up and then he goes yeah. to the next one. <laughs> In his words, when the job's done, I walk. Yeah. That's right. You know, that's that's how you cool you got to be. Same thing. So the movie opens up with shots of legs, a few shots of boobs and butts. And yeah. Swayze's in the zone moder- monitoring the swanky New York club. And then, of course, a uh, fight breaks out. All the boys bring him outside. And they're like, hey, we want you, Dalton. Dalton, come get me. And he just smiles at him and closes the doors because he walks away. Yep. That's what you do when you're a cooler. This, this, this movie did everything for coolers. Nobody knew what a cooler was wow. until uh, the guy who's supposed to create the calmness in the building. You know, you don't just send bodyguards to fight everyone. You got to calm down a little bit, you know? Yeah. So uh, then uh, then why Swayze's uh, sewing up his own cut, 
Mm-hmm. He, uh, he's approached by Kevin Tillman about working at a bar outside of Kansas City in the hot town of Jasper, Missouri. Called the Double Deuce. The Double Deuce. He offers them five grand up front and 500 a night just to be, you know, think of all your like fat local bar, like bar bouncers getting like paid that kind yeah. of bank. Well, Swayze was getting it back in 1989. Fuck yeah. Swayze accepts, he offers him plane tickets, and he's like, no, man, I don't fly. It's too nope. dangerous. So he That's drives right. all the way uh, yeah. all the way across the country to Missouri, walks into the double deuce to get an eyeful of just pure fucking chaos as there's nonstop fighting, drug dealing. If you're a waitress, you're getting grabbed and harassed. There's a, a very toned shirtless guy dancing in blue jeans, uh, there's a, the band playing behind the chicken Jeff wire. Band. Yeah, the Jeff Healy band. He was a famous guitarist. He was blind. He was blind and he played yep. the guitar on his lap too. And yep. it wasn't like a slide guitar. Yep. It was like a regular guitar playing on his fucking lap. Mm-hmm. So needless to say, Dalton's got his work cut out for him. But first, he's got to find a place to stay. He takes up residence with some hillbilly named Emmett. And across the river from where he lives by the way this is an awesome pad it's like this oh, loft yeah. in a barn yeah. that is just tricked out like every hipster's wet dream it's super bad but no cable yeah no, no cable though no internet right no, no cell service i just want to go back to the bar that he when he goes to the double deuce it's one of my favorite scenes because he's basically like he's not going to do anything the first day he right. just observes taking and inventory and the other people there are like whispering, like, there he is. And they're all like, he's kind of small. And I yeah. related to him because I'm short too. Right. And right. I was underestimated. So they're like, is, that's really the guy? Because he's like known as a legend. And yeah. he just observes. He doesn't do anything. He just observes. He's not uh-huh. going to. And they're like, maybe this job is too tough for him. I'll let you yeah. Continue. But no, it's, it's not. And even... And it's a, a strange coincidence across the river from his residence is yeah. the bad guy, the town bad guy. His name is Brad Wesley, Wesley. and he's Brad played Wesley. by the great Ben Gazzara. Yeah, that is something I appreciate. These types of movies, by the way, is each town like has a town bad guy. There's right. always the designated. He runs the whole fucking town. And yeah. uh, Ben Gazzara, you might know him better as Jackie Treehorn in The Big Lebowski. He was uh, in Buffalo '66. Oh, he's great. He did was it all John, you know a lot of John Cassavetes films back yep. in the day. Just a fucking presence on screen. And he's hanging out with this real bimbo. Yeah. Oh, she's hot. Yeah. She's this blonde. She's she's also a waitress at the Double Deuce. You know. But I'm getting a little ahead of myself here. Yeah. Let's. Uh, so uh, <clears throat> so he goes back to the Double Deuce the next day to clean house. He fires Terry Funk. Uh, and a few others. So we've done th- like this is our fourth movie, and Terry Funk's been featured in two of them. So yeah, he, I actually heard that this we is are part doing of the, good things around. I heard here. there's one other movie that he did in like the eighties. I heard this is part of like the Terry Funk trilogy. Really? Yeah, unfortunately, okay. he gets his ass kicked in every one. Yeah, yeah, he always plays a heavy. He's a good presence. Really, he's a good presence. I, I, I also think what's a great scene is when he does fire a couple of the people. Now he starts laying the law down. Yeah. And he says his same thing is be nice. Just yeah. be nice. I actually have a clip of that. Let's, yep. 
Check. If somebody gets in your face and calls you a cocksucker, I want you to be nice. Part of a much bigger speech, but you get yep. the drift. He, it, it's it's words to live by. You don't want to and, just go. And there then and... that asshole guy goes, "What if he calls my mom a whore?" And then he goes, "Is she?" Yeah. No, it's classic. All place laughs. <laughs> He's sharp too. Yeah, and that guy didn't like it that much. These guys don't have any uh, sense well, of self. Well, he gets fired that night humor. for banging a girl in the in like the cool at the back room. Yes, yes. Just later that night, he had kept his job, but then he was uh, fucking in the cooler. And, a and he says, you're going to be my Saturday night special to the girl. That's what every woman wants to hear, too. Like, yeah, yeah, every Saturday, you're my Saturday night special. Yeah. So then later on in that night, uh, a guy in a Hawaiian shirt pulls a I knife on Dalton. Like this guy, like this is a redneck bar. And there's just this dude in a Hawaiian shirt. There's a lot of knives also being pulled. Mm. In this film, like apparently everybody used to just carry a knife in 1989. Yep. And then that's when Dalton first whips ass. That's the first time he's whipping ass. He does it real quick, slams the guy's head on the table. Boom, done. Lights out. We'll see you later. Yeah, but not only that, when he does it, he goes to the other bouncer. He goes, so slick. He goes, escort this gentleman out of the facility. Yeah, he's like, whoa. Those kinds of one-liners don't exist in movies anymore. No, they really and, don't. I, they someone needs to make this. a movie. Yeah, no, this shit's great. But it's the first time that everybody goes, wow, this guy is the real deal. Because they were thinking, like, he might be small. This whole idea of being nice is something we're not used to. But when he does the guy with the Hawaiian shirt in, everybody goes, okay, this is why he's here. Yeah. that's, that's no like, Ben Simmons, let me tell you. No, no. Ben Simmons would have just been in a, you know, yeah. sitting off to the side. Yeah. Uh, maybe not even applauding you on. Nope. So the next day, uh, Dalton wakes up in the the court. There's a quirky waitress, too. She always Ooh. played like a side uh, best friend in a lot of 80s movies. I forget. She her could name. get it, though. She's cute. Yeah, she can very much get it. But so she Dalton's been sleeping naked. <laughs> she comes in and she sees his butt. He, oh, yeah. And she likes it. She really oh, she likes does. his butt. Yeah. And then uh, that's followed by a really weird scene of Dalton driving to work. And Ben Gazzara, a.k.a. the bad guy, is drive, swerving on and off the road yeah. in every lane. He runs Dalton off the road because he's just joyously, joyously singing. He runs the town. He can get away with that. You know? Mm. And... Um, well, what we sh we sh you should say is that the bartender played by John Doe, <laughs> yes, yes, the bass player Vex, is the nephew of Brad Wesley, and he fires him because he's skimming the bar. That's right. So that now makes Brad Wesley go, okay, this new guy in town, I don't like him very much. So gets a yeah, complicated. yeah. So that when he cleaned house, there was a lot of people. A lot of people were connected to Brad Wesley and, and they didn't like it. So they're, yeah. they're everyone's Dalton's on everyone's shit list. So when Dalton gets back to the bar, they're like, no, dude, you're rehiring this guy. Yeah. Otherwise, bad shit's going to happen. And um, John Doe uh, gives a just a great fucking line here. What's the matter, you chicken dick? What are you afraid of me? I mean, calling anyone a chicken dick is. No, Jim, are you John Doe is just X? he's fantastic. I what was that? Kid. Are you familiar with the band X? I've I've heard of them, yes. Yeah, so he was in a early LA punk band. I don't know yeah. how he got into acting, but he's also has a small part in Boogie Nights. 
he plays uh the girl's husband when they go for like the child uh what's her face julia julia the redhead yeah i know who you're talking about whatever yeah yeah <laughs> great movie though my <laughs> second favorite movie of all time we'll we'll do that yeah at some point it's a fucking 12 well, hour great movie. he's a um, he's a great actor like i'm like that's john doe i think i i think i think a good way to describe him is like if bill pullman didn't commit to acting all the way but popped up from time to time it would yeah, be that's john a great doe. way and also didn't eat He's very skinny. yeah yeah he's very skinny but he's like he's like a redneck he also looks like he could be in a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie no problem yeah, absolutely um, just a real cool character I fucking love that guy they still play in L A if you're in L A go see X they still yeah they're playing at the Greek. play so yeah so then um, oh one of my favorite scenes is uh, Patrick Swayze is uh, doing shirtless tai chi next to the river that is such a good scene body is all just oiled up and just glistening (laughs) the sun is just reflecting perfectly in universe it has to be natural oils too it has to be his natural body oils yeah his are extra shiny you know let me also say as a cooler he went to nyu and has a uh he's a majored in literature (laughs) no he's got a major in philosophy oh my bad yes Yeah, so just in case you thought he was just a meathead, he's much more than that. Um, But also, while he's doing the Tai Chi, um, his hillbilly landlord, Emmett, and uh, Brad Wesley are both watching him. And both getting hard. Yeah. I mean, how could you not? um, How could you not? This should win. If there was like an award for a homoerotic movie, this thing would be up there It'd like be a finalist cont- i bet it, it would yeah. be a finalist if not the winner it is a uh, fantastic movie okay so yeah we got to do agenda i think it would be is this it? and top gun all right yeah, so then after top another gun, fight gate, yeah, yeah we'll, well we might do top gun at some point <laughs> yeah. that's that's a good one uh dalton goes to the hospital because he's got a cut that he just can't sew up himself so and he meets the sexy doctor played by kelly lynch and, gorgeous, uh, she's gorgeous. He's the best she's ever looked. And holds uh, up 30 years later. Yes, yes. Uh, she is not just of that time, she's timeless, even with those bangs reaching into the heavens. It is uh, fantastic. So, and it, one one thing of note is that he carries his own medical records because he always just anticipates being in the hospital in a new town. So he carries his medical records on person. So yep um so they meet they fall in love they screw in a really uh you know he's got her up against this fireplace that's like her dad owns a uh like a a little hardware store and his name is red yeah red wesley takes a cut every week from the guy and if he doesn't they smash a store oh yeah yeah they mafioso him yeah, yeah, so Brad Wesley uh, not only is a prick, but he runs the town and he sort of runs yeah. this racket with uh, the Jasper Business Development Fund, which just means everyone's got to give up a 10% cut to him each week. But he's not paying. But anyways, back to their fucking scene. He's Swayze's got her against like this stone fireplace and it looks like so awkward because like it looks like it would hurt her like her back's just grinding against all these stones it's pretty funny but it looks well i'll tell you this yeah it takes a lot for an r-rated movie for me to masturbate to 
And this is one of those scenes that, yes, I've jerked the jacks, the I've I've jacked the hammer, whatever, pulled the salami to this scene. So kudos to this for being a, a non-pornographic movie for getting me to spooge. Uh, yes. Uh, I think you've told me that before. It was this movie in the sandlot. I never said the sandlot. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely this scene. Oh, this you're killing me, Smalls. I, I'm going to say that the other hottest scene in the movie is basic instinct. Not with Sharon Stone, with the other girl. Where Michael died. Yeah, Gene like, Triplehorn. Oh, it just ravishes her. That is a hot scene. Ooh. I don't I don't know if she condoned to that, Maddie. Well, it was, it was accepted 30 years ago. <laughs> Times were different then. All yeah. right, so... So it, it kind of slows down a little bit until uh, Sam Elliott shows up because oh, then, yep. then um, so Brad Wesley tries to cut off the liquor supply because of course he runs the liquor board too. So, but Dalton arranges liquor to show up. It shows up and then uh, Wesley sends over his heavies. They're beating the shit out of Dalton out back. And then uh, his mentor, Sam L. Wade, played by Sam Elliott, shows up. You could just say start. Sam Elliott. Yeah, it's way, just Sam. Sam. Sam Elliott has some great lines. Always. He always I got does. one. I got one. That yeah. is... Uh... No, wait. That's not it. What is it? Fuck. Am oh, I missing Luke. it? Damn it, Lou. Missing it? Where did it There's go? There's two great lines he has. Where did it go? Hold on. I don't yeah. want to spoil it. You tell me one and we'll see what you Well, got. the first line he has, he's working in a shitty bar and there's a soldier tries to come on stage. He's like at a strip club. Uh-huh. And he goes, he goes, settle down, soldier. I know you want to fight the commies, but you're going to have to do it sitting down. You can't be on the stage. Oh, God, that was so silly. <laughs> and then All I right. love that, that uh, Patrick Swayze is getting his ass kicked. Hold on, I got one from that oh, yeah, scene. Okay, my this bad. might okay. not be it, yeah. but uh, yeah. we'll see. You want to fight, dickless? I sure ain't going to show you my dick. Just says he ain't going to show me. <laughs> well, I liked it when he shows up. It's like, hey, how you doing? And Patrick yeah. Swayze is getting his ass kicked. And they're, like, making small talk before he, like, he's going to take off his shirt and, like, beat the shit out of these guys. Right. So it's like, hey, hey, how's it going? No long time no see. You want to help? Sure. You know? And it's just like, he takes his sweet time. Yeah. That's, uh... It's it's really good. They it, it, a lot of nuanced in in Roadhouse that a lot of people forget about. Yeah. So let's see where are we? At? So yeah, then it just then it picks the ass beating picks back up. But we should point. also mention that he was there's a rumor that he once pulled out a guy's heart or something. His throat. Yeah. So that's a rumor. That's just a rumor at this point. Pulled out a dude's throat. Just a rumor. (laughs) So Brad Brad Wesley turns up the heat. He's got this higher hand Jimmy. And you know he's tough because he wears like this Indian necklace. And uh, that guy, you know, he's like the guy that will beat anyone's ass, you know. So uh, then then, uh, Kelly Lynch's uh, uh, uncle who raised her, Rad, who we alluded to earlier, He's got the shop. He doesn't want to pay Brad Wesley anymore. He can't. And uh, so then Wesley just blows up his fucking shop. 
sets it all on fire. And then the next scene, Brad Wesley goes to the car dealer who's refusing to pay him, takes a monster truck and runs through all of the cars in the guy's showroom. It was fucking sick. So this is the toughest battle he ever had to face. Yes, this was amazing. And then after that, after that, Wesley firebombs Hillbilly Emmett's place while he's in it. Swayze has to go rescue him out of there. And then he sees Jimmy, the tough guy, fleeing. And they fight. And they fight. And they fucking fight. Until, until Jimmy's got, he's got Swayze in a very vulnerable position. And then he utters this line, which would terrify me quite a bit. I used to fuck guys like you in prison. <laughs> so imagine if some guy's got you twisted up on death's door and then he tells you that he used to fuck guys like you in prison and you're like, whoa, I thought death was bad. And now this guy's going to, he might fight, fuck is me it, too. He's going to fight, fuck, kill you. Yes, yeah. all at once. It's pretty insane. But guess what? We had heard Dalton had ripped, killed a guy by ripping his throat out earlier. Guess what, Jimmy? You're getting your throat ripped out. So I always thought McGruber made that up, but I totally forgot that this how, was part of Roadhouse. How does one get in somebody's throat? Like, how do you put your fingers through somebody's throat and pull out their whatever? I think you kind of have to, like, file your fingernails in a way that makes them sharp enough to kind of pierce the skin and get in there. I say it's a lot of river Tai Chi. That, too. You know? That probably helps. That's the one Focus. thing I don't believe. Focus believe your that. energy. I believe everything in this movie could have happened except for that. I don't know. Even that he went to, the second thing I don't believe is he majored in philosophy in NYU. I do. I mean, he was, he was a calm guy. He was, he was in charge of the situation. Yes. I, I could see it. And I mean, his education paid off. He's making more money than anybody else at philosophy didn't majored in at That's NYU. True. All right. So he rips the throat out in an epic scene. And then uh, and then Brad Wesley calls him. He's like, hey, let's find out who lives or dies. I'm going to flip a coin. And all of a sudden he's like, you know, Two-Face from Batman. And this was like a scene out of, you know, Batman Rising or whatever, or yeah. Dark Knight Rising. Who's going to die, Wade or Elizabeth? And then uh, he's panicking and he goes and tries to get Elizabeth to leave with him. And then he goes to the double deuce to meet up with Wade and leave town. But Wade is on the bar with a knife in him. He's dead. Sam Elliott, rest in peace. R.I.P. Sam Elliott. Uh-oh. So, you know, this is it. This is it. You're not going to get away with this, Brad Wesley. Next thing you know, his heavies, including John Doe, Terry Funk are all like waiting for him at the compound. His car comes barreling down the driveway, busting through gates and fences. It flips over, blows up. They're just shooting the shit out of the car. But wait, he's not in the car. He's not in the car. So <laughs> guess what? Guess what happens after that? Ass kicking. Yeah. Yep. More ass kicking. More, More ass kicking. This movie doesn't leave you hanging in the ass kicking no. department. It's like if they were charged tax on ass kicking, they wouldn't have been able to afford to make this movie. No. 
So he's taking out bad guy after bad guy. It's great. And then it like, it's funny. There's a shot that gets real slapsticky because this fat guy, that's one of the heavies. Uh, he pushes a, a taxidermy polar bear on the fat guy. And the fat guy is like, going, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like he's like, he's just super scared of the polar bear. It really becomes like some wacky racist type shit. Anyway, so then he gets out. Uh, <coughs> of course, he gets into a final fight with Wesley. And then uh, he's just about to kill him and decides not to. And this is like every scene in, in an 80s movie where the good guy starts to walk away, but then the bad guy pulls a gun. And uh, I think we lost Maddie. We did, but we're still <laughs> talking about Roadhouse. Let me see if uh, I can get him back. I, I bet his dryer's done. I bet. Yeah, that's right. He's trying to figure out how to get it going. So then uh, he's going to shoot him. But wait, a shot comes out of nowhere. And it's the owner of the double deuce shooting him. And then it's Uncle Red shooting him. And then it's the guy who owns the car dealer. The, all the townsfolk who've been bullied by this guy for years are just shooting the shit. Out bat, bat. Brad Wesley. And it's over. And Roadhouse ends. This is maybe a perfect movie. I think so too. And it's funny because it got, you know, got all these Razzie nominations and there's a little bit of ham to it, of course, but that's what adds to the charm and makes it pretty fucking cool. But, you know, it's, it's heightened everything. I've worked in bars where I've seen shit like this go down. You know, you can see it. This is one of the few movies to me that I've seen that uh, literally that had 100% accomplished everything it set out to do. It did. 100%. Yes. It was a good story. It had no plot, subplot, romance, ass beating, explosions, comedy, monster trucks, comedy, guy butts, girl butts, guy boobs, girl boobs. It has everything. Yes, everything a red-blooded American could ever want in a motion feature film, and it's called Roadhouse. I and love Roadhouse so I hope much. <laughs> you guys at home liked it too. Jim, anything else we've forgotten today? Anything else you want to get off your chest? I just want to just reiterate how amazing this movie is. This is like the quintessential, one of the quintessential american movies in my opinion it really is and you know it's funny too because it's like a lot of a lot of people made fun of it when it came out but it really actually garnered more uh respect through the years and it's funny because bill murray says it's one of his favorite movies and kelly lynch in an, whose husband is really good friends with bill murray said that every time roadhouse is on Bill will call her or call her husband and affect the Carl Spackler voice from Caddyshack and be like, Kelly's having sex with Patrick Swayze right now. They're doing it. He's throwing her against the rocks. And just, <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Wouldn't that be so sick if uh, you got a call, this guy was talking about your wife like that. And it's just, it's Bill Murray. <laughs> God, that's so perfect. <laughs> All right, Jim, anything we missed today in the world of sports or life, emotions? Uh, props up for the draft, everybody. Let's get hyped for the NFL draft. 
<laughs> is the draft this weekend? It is this weekend. Totally it's fucking it's I know, so did I. <laughs> I you guys can edit the rundown sheet too. I get no, I, I literally <laughs> forgot until I literally I was I was like I was I was just scrolling through Twitter and I was like, oh wait, the draft's Thursday. But also, like, what are we gonna add? We, Everybody's we got talking nothing. about this thing 24-7. No, Fuck it. who are we? Who exactly. Are we? We talk about other shit. Yeah, we want to talk about Swayze's Why would we want to be bod? the 8,000th podcast that talks about the draft this week? Right. Exactly. All right, my man. Well, you have a good one. Everybody else, thank you so much for tuning in. Follow us on Twitter at the Sports Hole. And uh...